done it you sure did show me that video <laughs> i just want to share the love improve everyone involves lives the internet just has a bunch of really good shit the internet does have good shit god i i don't know what to talk about like there's not like much special going on in my life right now like i <laughs> we got the chaos energy like we have it but what do we do with that chaos energy? Listen, the present is a point just past, and if we've got nothing to talk about, we might as well talk about the episodes. We just... We really have just been getting into it lately, is the thing. And, like, I, I feel like that's not everything people come to this show for. Like... Uh, <sighs> Counterpoint, I mean, I, but... no one sends us any emails or comments, so we don't know what they come to the show for. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> if you want more long, rambling, chaos intros, then let us know. Yeah. You, you we'll know hold what? them hostage. That's what we'll do. <laughs> or if you don't want them, also let us know. Because then there's always there's a chance that we might just do more of them. This is an ultimatum. If you don't send in comments and or feedback, we won't know what to do. And we're just going to keep doing whatever the fuck. Which means you might get a long, rambly intro. You might not. So welcome to It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. And I'm your co-host, Sam. Let's just fucking get into the episodes this week. Episode 68. True Identity of the Devil, the Secret Which is Revealed. This is an 1800-word summary for an episode that didn't feel like there was a lot going on. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how you're getting this unless you transcribe <laughs> the actual script. <laughs> Sitting on the riverbank, Ichigo repeats himself to the gang, wondering aloud what they should do. Renji's like, hey, stop repeating yourself, and begins to bicker with him. The two prepare to fight before Uryu and Orihime tell him to stop acting like children. Ichigo sits back down, asking if Orihime remembers anything about being kidnapped. She excitedly claims that there was tea and also treats, which is quickly dismissed by Ichigo. 
Uryu reminds them that they need to hurry and save Chad, while Kon has a tantrum and Renji notes that they still can't contact Urahara, wondering about Yoruichi since she was last seen rushing somewhere, and Uryu chimes in with confusion over why the mod souls have to set up such convoluted games. Yeah, it's like, it's like they they have an ulterior motive of some sort. Or, like, might be evil or something. I don't know, like... It's not that hard, Uryu. It's not that hard. I did like this bit about Orihime just being like, oh yeah, they had they had tea. And then Ichigo's like, no, no, don't, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I, I forget I asked. It's like, okay, she's clearly dreaming. <laughs> There's a quick aside in Soul Society as Matsumoto informs Hitsugaya that Suifon left Soul Society alone just as the gates closed, and she confirmed with Omaida that the captain did not take her subordinates with her. Hitsugaya instructs her not to look too deep, as it's a matter between Yoruichi and Ukitake, but wonders how she got the info from Omaida since she was supposed to be working on paperwork. Conveniently, she disappears, leaving the many stacks of papers hidden behind the couch. Matsumoto, you absolute child. I love her. <laughs> I love her too. This was a very funny bit. Um, I did actually laugh here. I really like Hitsugaya just being like, uh-huh, okay, that's good. Um, how the fuck do you know that? When did you talk to Amida? He he wasn't here. <laughs> Weren't you doing your homework, younger young lady? And she's like, well, that, it's because I, I finished early. And it, he's like, oh, did you? Then I suppose that would explain the stacks of papers hidden behind the couch, right? And she's just gone. It, it, it's very good. Very good bit. God, no effort at all to hide them. They're just like on the table. <laughs> They're just on the other side of the couch where he can't see them if he's sitting down. <laughs> it's... It, <laughs> She didn't expect him to get up. She expected him to be busy. In the human world, Renji starts walking away, telling the gang that they should return to Urahara's shop for now, while Uryu reassures Ichigo that the mod souls have been loyal to the rules of their game so far, meaning no harm should come to the chat for the time being. I have a problem with this statement. What is your problem with the statement? My problem with this statement is that they haven't been loyal to the rules of their game so far. They said they'd get their friends back if they completed the last one. They didn't get back Chad. True. <laughs> well, they've, they've been loyal to the rules when the game is, like, in the game proper, I think. Like, there's that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's <laughs> it's just like, come on, Uryu, like, you can be a little worried. <laughs> Suddenly, in an explosion of fireworks, a piece of paper floats down and Ichigo catches it, revealing instructions from Lirin to destroy the gate within 30 minutes. Right on cue, the skeletal gates, now huge, descend on Karakura Town, and Ichigo's like, nothing can be that big, as if he hasn't fought a menace toe-to-toe before. (laughs) And the gates open, sucking everything they can inside. It's like you literally saw something, you've fought something this big before, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, come on Ichigo, you know, you know better than this. I do also really like him being like, well, time to go. Pops out of his body. What about your body? Ah, just fucking leave it there. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. He literally does just leave it there. He's like, well, Urahara's gone. We don't have a place to hide it. Things are getting sucked in. Time to go. It's like they found it last time we hid it anyway. So what's the point, right? What's the point? <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got the idea there. Like, he's not raw. In another part of town, Yoroichi and Soifon hurry, finding clothing on the ground with a green substance near the collar. 
Soifon picks the shirt up, revealing dust, which Yoruichi claims is reishi residue, before noting that they are faster than I expected. Soifon sends the data to Soul Society with a cotton swab and a capsule, Yoruichi mentioning that Ukitake should be ready. In the Shinigami Research and Development Institute, Hitsugaya arrives to find Shinsui and Ukitake standing behind Hiyosu and Rin, who are like two R&D workers, um, alongside a row of monitors. Shinsui offers him some sake, but Hitsugaya declines, asking what they're doing. Ukitake's like, oh, we're investigating. We're, I mean, Soifon's just like sending data from the human world. And Shinsui's like, well, this is actually the reason we closed the Senkaimon. It, he explains it's easier to collect data on foreign elements while the passage of souls is blocked. Which, I do actually like this explanation. Also, it seems like a really big deal for such a small investigation. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it is definitely like, kind of like a... That seems like a... <laughs> that seems like a drastic measure to, to get this data, but... Whatever. I guess, I guess they know best, I suppose. Yeah. I do like that is like, I fucking knew you two would be in here. Like, God... Could you tell me what's happening? <laughs> it, it's very good. I like uh, my my other weird question about this is like if if it was a drastic enough thing for them to like have to close the gates, why aren't all the captains informed about it? Why like why isn't this more like like I feel like at least the higher up should be like notified that hey, there's an investigation going on. We're be- we're going to be closing the gates for a bit, not just oh, we're closing the gates. Don't worry about it. My theory, my completely unsubstantiated, and I refuse to do research into this theory until <laughs> until further notice. At least until the end of this arc, is that operation of the gate is Division Thirteen's thing. So that's why they can, like, do whatever they want with it. Yeah, like, you have mentioned this before, and I don't disagree that that's probably just the thing, but we'll we'll just have to, we're just gonna have to live with it for now. Yeah, like, I think most of the captains are just, like, not paying attention and or not caring because it just has nothing, it has nothing to do with, like, the things that they're doing, uh, like, with their current uh, tasks. So I'm mm. I'm just, like, assuming that it's like, well, Ukitake is the one in charge of the gate, so it's like, he does whatever. Hitsugaya heard about it, and he was like, well, that's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Hitsugaya questions the mention of foreign elements, and Ukitake explains that they just want to know what the sample Soifon is sending is. Hitsugaya asks if this could be Aizen-related, and Ukitake's like, fuck if I know, dude, we just started. When Rin informs them of Soifon's sample, he also extends his eye with, like, a crank and notes that there's not any corresponding data for the sample. Rin complies and analyzes it yet again, only to discover that Hiyosu is right. Ukitake is like, this is weird, and Shinsui chimes in stating that they should look more into this. Congratulations, you, all you've managed to do is prove that you have no fucking idea what it is. Which, to be fair, in science is a very important step. Yeah, it is. It is important. It is important. Back in Karakura Town, the gang runs up to the gates, confronting the mod souls, with Lirin asking Ichigo what he thinks of their gates. Ichigo demands to know their plans, but Lirin refuses, saying that she'll explain once everything is settled. 
Suddenly, the suction from the gates intensifies, pulling everything from the street as Ichigo tells the gang to hold on to something. A series of unfortunate events happens, beginning with the straps on Cone breaking, leading to him getting sucked into the gate, and Ichigo claims that they'll never lose to the mod souls. Then Lirin just pulls out Urahara's hat and puts it on, and Ichigo's like, oh my god, they got Urahara too. <laughs> yeah, it's like she was wait she was waiting for him to sound confident, so she would be like, ah yeah? What's this then? <laughs> it's the stupidest shit, and I kinda love it. it it's really good. I actually really like Lirin, but like I do kinda feel like her like I, I kind of feel like she's gotten a little old. I, like, I, I think that this, like, arc ending this soon, like, this part of the arc is a good thing. Uryu is pulled toward the gate alongside with a van. Orihime loses grip on her street lamp as Ichigo catches her before throwing her to Renji and pulling out Zangetsu and exerting his spiritual energy. Uryu is like, Ichigo, don't use your bankai, you'll destroy the town. And Ichigo responds with, a destroyed town is better than the lack of a town. Before he fails to activate his bankai. It is the dumbest reasoning I've ever seen Ichigo have on this show. Well... I mean, it kind of makes sense, because he's like, well, I'll prob- yeah, yeah, I'll probably destroy, like, two or three, like, neighborhoods, but at the same time, if the entire town gets sucked up, well, the entire town got sucked up. At least we tried, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, trying doesn't work. <laughs> trying does not work, as a telephone pole slams into Renji, causing him to drop Orihime, and then all of the gang is sucked into the gates. Orihime wakes up first on- um, basically on, like, a Santan Kashun barrier, uh, which is, like, the first time in, like, a whole, like, season and a half we've seen her use these. Um, like, she has powers too, guys. I know Kubo doesn't use them, but, uh... <laughs> she wakes up on the barrier in a mi mysterious, misty desert. Kon wonders if she came to see him, but realizes that he was wrong when she runs to Uru, who is on all fours a bit away. Uri is alright and wonders where they are, and Orihime is, like, probably in the gates, as Ichigo calls out and runs towards them alongside Renji. Ichigo asks Uryu if this is an alternate dimensional space, and Uri is like, why would I know? As Lirin giggles, standing with the other mod souls praising the gang's survival, Ichigo tells her that he'll never forgive them, as Lirin warns him, revealing with dissipating mist that Chad is bound to a wooden pole. She rewards the gang with the challenge, summoning a large hourglass that drops down over Chad. Lirin states that Kuroda and Noba will also be participating in this stage, as she instructs Ichigo to save Chad within the time limit of five minutes or he'll be killed. Sand begins to pour down, and Lirin declares the challenge has begun, with Kuroda uh, transforming into a copy of Ichigo and Noba going after Renji. Everybody except Uryu, Orihime, Chad, and Kone are locked in a kind of nonsense combat, and then we cut again to Yoruichi and Soifone. I like that at this point, Lirin, like, just fully unveils that she is straight up a Batman villain. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah, Batman, you only have five minutes to get to break the giant hourglass or your friend will be covered in sand. <laughs> I really wish Lyrid had this voice too. This is really good. I'm just, <laughs> I, I thought it was very funny that like Kurodo's big thing is like, I'm going to turn into you. <laughs> Somehow that works. Yeah, he's just like, 
I will turn into you and fight you with your own sword. Ha ha. And it's like, I feel there, there is a more... You could have done something else there. I don't know. You could have, like, turned into Ichigo to try to fight Renji, that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, this this fight isn't important, is the thing. Yeah, the fight is kind of nonsense. Like, you do get to see Renji get smacked by his own Shikai, like, three or four times, which was pretty entertaining. But other than that, nothing else really happens during the fight. Shodoichi warns Soifon to be careful as they're close hearing a woman humming in a train yard. As they hide, they witness a woman with a hypnotized man. She grabs him and inhales near his neck. Soifon wonders what's happening as Yoruichi rushes in, ordering her to send in the data and returning to her human form as she drops down, attacking the woman. In the R&D room, the captains see the screen flicker with static as Hiyosu notes that they are starting to receive video, shocking Hitsugaya with what they're seeing, which is mainly just a naked Yoruichi failing to really deal much damage to a woman, who then criticizes her for interrupting two consenting adults who are just trying to have a good time. Yoruichi holds up the unconscious security guard, claiming the woman was going to suck out his soul, and then questions who she is. The lady simply states that she'll learn in time and leaps away. Yoruichi drops the guard and Soifon asks if she, should, if she should pursue the woman, which Yoruichi dismisses, asking if she sent the data, which Soifon did. Yoruichi tells her to return to Soul Society and, re- and to report the details, which I don't know what details she's talking about here, like, this is about all they have, <laughs> leading Soifon to disappear with Shinpo. Ikitake instructs Sentara to reopen the Senkaimon as the investigation is finished, which he acknowledges. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I guess the like I do agree. <laughs> I, like I also agree that's like you have to you have to go back and explain the situation. Do you mean the situation that we've been explicitly sending data back on like this entire time, and also that I just somehow hooked them up to like a visual feed? I don't know what, what? when they're looking through her eyes. <laughs> like, do, do, do like Soul Reapers have like camera contacts? Like, do, what what's going on here? Like. I, I I've never heard of this. I this Maybe is not she did a keto spell. Know. Like I don't know, but it's like it's the like <laughs> yeah. Hado number fifty four camera. You established that there there was like contact with the researchers and that we were showing them like a visual feed. So yeah, it's like what what else do you want me to tell them, Hiroichi? Come on. <laughs> any other details here like they, they don't know anything there's nothing more that they know if, if, even if there was why does she have to go back to soul society like she could just send it in apparently like, the real answer <laughs> is that yorochi was already tired of soifan being clingy yeah that's right that's true that makes sense oh my god Ukitake asks Hitsugaya to help tomorrow, and Hitsugaya's like, yeah, sure, bud. What do you want my help with? And Ukitake's like, oh, don't worry about that. I'm I'm gonna be unreasonably mysterious just for the fuck of it. (laughs) The fights in the misty desert continue with Renji and Ichigo struggling before Lirin reveals that it is time for the final attack as she points up where a large red orb forms with more suction powers. Renji tells Ichigo that his Bankai is their only chance, but Ichigo fails to activate it again, and he falls to his knees. Suddenly, the glass cracks and breaks, letting Chad breathe. The orb fades, and the gang is confused as shit. (laughs) Ichigo runs up to Chad, still bound, and Chad just kind of shrugs off the ropes, which he claims have just loosened. Ichigo's like, did anything happen while you were captured? Chad's just like, 
Oh yeah, there was tea. I really liked that, that this. I I love that this joke came back. <laughs> it was even better the second time. <laughs> I was really glad that it was just like Orihime being proven right for once because like we all expected it to not be, which I thought was a good goof. I I thought that was funny. Um. She, like, revels in having been right for a second, and Ichigo's like, wait, wait, that's not important. Urahara's hat's on the ground. He, like, thinks for a second, and then he grins it and picks it up, and he demands Urahara show himself, since he's obviously the one behind all of these events, and we're actually in the study chamber, and it's definitely not obviously the study chamber, because it's Misty. He's like, wait a second, hold on, you piece of shit. <laughs> Everybody's shocked as Urahara walks out from behind the pole, praising Ichigo for figuring it out and asking when he did. And then Ichigo's like, oh, like, literally right now, when your hat was on the ground, I just figured it all out right then. <laughs> Which Urahara claims was Lirian's idea, and he knew that they shouldn't have used the hat. Ichigo's like, also, the fact that you never killed us was kind of weird. Chad was probably never even in danger. Lirin confirms this and reveals that she and Chad have played several games of Shogi, which he admit he embarrassedly admits he never won a single game of. Okay, I did actually watch the dub of this episode, and sh it, they changed Shogi to Checkers, which I think is somehow even funnier that Chad's just like, I never won a single game. <laughs> I lost 50 games of Checkers in a row, Ichigo. It was the most humiliating experience <laughs> of my life. It's my headcanon that Chad is just, like, really bad at checkers. Ichigo demands answers from Urahara, who requests his hat back before explaining that games cultivate various things, like, you know, intellect, problem-solving, teamwork, and friendship. It also helps people reflect on themselves, which Ichigo picks up on. Urahara states bluntly that Ichigo can't use his Bankai anymore, pointing out that he's only a substitute Soul Reaper and that it won't be as easy to use it in the human world. He criticizes Ichigo for thinking to fall on it whenever things get tough before bringing up Yoruichi and Gote 13's investigation of an ominous phenomenon, though he doesn't have the specifics. Renji immediately is like, is it Aizen? <laughs> I, I love that everyone's like, Something's weird, must be Aizen. Which, you know, fair. Aizen did go, yo, I was absolutely, like, the one in charge of everything weird that's been going on for the last, like, 70 years. That was me. So, fair point to all the Shinigami who are like, is it Aizen? That door that just closed, is it Aizen? <laughs> like, I get it. it it's very funny. I, I'm, I'm really happy this is a bit. Uh... Urahara explains that it probably isn't Aizen, since he'll apparently need time to mature the Hogyoku and wield its full power. He notes that Ichigo is too weak at the moment, but kneels before him, basically like begging him to learn how to wield Bankai once more so that they may eventually defeat Aizen. Urahara, without missing a beat, jumps up and is like, wow, thanks! Once, like, you know, Ichigo is just like, yeah. And Uryu calls him shameless. Urahara says that they should work on Ichigo's analysis and judgments since he allows his opponents to take advantage of him, and he never thinks before acting. He says Uryu is much better at this, despite losing all of his powers, which surprises everybody because Uryu never told them he lost his powers! Yeah, well, I do like that, like, so there's everything that's, that's happened in Soul Society. It kind of ended with Soul Society being like, hey, Ichigo, thanks, we're in your debt, like, sorry for fucking you over, etc., etc., 
And then officially, like, he doesn't owe them anything anymore. But here Urahara is like, yo, we're gonna need you. Could you please, uh, one, commit to being part of this fight? And two, you know, getting off your ass and training so you can be a part of this fight. <laughs> As opposed to just, like, forcing him in a life or death situation. Uh, well, he he does do that, but it's a fake one, you know. It's a fake one. Um, he do- he doesn't force him into the life or- the actual life or death situation. I am glad that he like did ask for Ichigo's commitment here. Like, I think it's good. My main problem with this as a whole is like, even though I know it being a filler arc, they can't really make Ichigo have like actual forward movement. Them just immediately going back on him having Bankai is like. It's kind of a big deal. It's it's like it makes sense that it would be harder in the human world, I guess, but it's also just like this just kind of erases Ichigo's progress from the last arc. Yeah, I'm not super down on that angle like the the fact that it would be harder in um in the human world, especially after we've heard that uh vice captains and captains get like a limiter put on them when they yeah. come like like, during the Renji fight, we learned that Renji's not as powerful in the real world as he is in Soul Society. Uh, because when they're too strong, it, like, warps reality around them. And does yeah. Renji. So, I get, like, from that angle, it's like, okay, yeah, I can see the fact that it warps reality around you when you're too strong would make sense why it would be harder to actually, like, reach that level. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, like... I'm most I'm more or less okay with it. It does feel a little like, well, you know, the what you said, the the fi- because it's a filler, there can't be too much forward momentum, etc. It's like I understand. It is a little frustrating, but it's not like a big negative, you know. It's not like that bad. It's it's like a little band-aid being ripped off. It's fine. But uh essentially like Ichio gets upset at Uryu, uh and he like kind of emphasizes that by not telling them he endangered the rest of the team by n- not by being powerless, but by not trusting them enough to tell them, which affects the entire team, so they can't fight to their full potential. Uh, which I, I think is a really fair statement, honestly. Uryu seems to hear these words clearly, and Urahara suddenly suggests that Tessai should have finished dinner by now, so they should go eat. Ichigo's like, what about the damage to the town and the missing students? And then Lirin's like, oh... Well, the town damage was an illusion. Like, you don't think we'd actually do that, right? And the classmates, well, they should be waking up about now. (laughs) In the middle of the fucking woods. (laughs) Literally, they're, like, all in a field. Like, in a beautiful field. Like, just, like, underneath the starry sky. And we see Keigo wake up first. And, like, their teacher, like, Misato Ochi, is, like, there. It's like, oh, my class is waking up. I don't know where we are. But it doesn't matter, because it's so pretty. She's like, look at that night sky. You don't get to see this in the city. And they're like, okay, but can we go back to the city, please? Can we go home? Where are we? What happened? I I do think it's funny. Uh, I once again am coming to the existential, like, dread of, what is going on with these poor kids? Like, I feel bad that these kids are just constantly being fucked around and, like, having their memories messed with and shit that feels me that feels mean it's okay they don't remember the fear and terror they were feeling 
Back in the study chamber, Yoruichi appears, calling out to Urahara. When Urahara asks what's wrong, she simply states that a bound has appeared and the episode ends. Uh, overall, I am not really hot or cold on this episode. It kind of felt like not a ton happened, but a lot did happen at the same time. Um, I don't know. I'm not, like, huge on it. Yeah, like, I think this this episode is a... Well, not, this episode and, like, I think the arc in general is kind of, like, it's a very neutral... Like, it's it's not bad Bleach, but it's not, like, great Bleach either. So it's like, okay, sure, like, we're moving... We're going forward, kind of going through the paces. Um, it's, it is what it is. Like, I, um... I do like the setup for, like, this new villain where uh, they're like, oh, we actually have to do some research and figure out what the hell's going on here. Uh, and, like, I do like the mystery behind that. Um, I, I just feel like, I guess this episode in particular, I feel like I would have liked an actual game instead of just a fight, I guess. Yeah. Well, the, the game was destroy this giant black hole uh, you failed the you failed the game, so we're gonna give you like a bonus round game, which is just a fight. But yeah, th- like there there wasn't like, how do I outsmart this black hole illusion? Like, yeah, it was just it was more interesting when it was like that. If they if they could have at least made like I don't know Orihime or Uriyu be like on the cusp of an answer or like get close to the answer that kind of thing, and then they lose and then they go into the fight, then it would have because otherwise this just feels like. Completely different from the the rest of the problems that they encountered. Yeah. Like, what was the puzzle? Lirin, are you going to tell us the answer? No, a magician never reveals her tricks. God damn it. There, the real solution to the puzzle was that there wasn't a puzzle all along. Mind blown. We Out should of the box the thinking. <laughs> no, first we should talk about the post-credit scene. Oh, you're right, you're right. Do you watch these post-credit scenes? I never know. I watch sometimes. <laughs> did you watch this time? I didn't watch this one. I did watch the second episode one, I think. Okay, so this one is... First, we see uh, Yoroichi, like, getting back into her clothes. Uh, uh, and Soifan is, like, staring at her from behind a lamppost. And after she stops complaining that, like, clothes are really uncomfortable, I wish I could be in a cat form all, ta- all the time, she's like, Soifan, why the- I told you to go back to South Society, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and Soifan, in the, like, meekest, most, uh, like, schoolgirl romance tropey way, she's like, well, I came to the human world, and, you know, today is that day, so, uh, here. And she offers a box of chocolates. And Yunoichi, back in cat form, is like, ah, chocolate, ah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, because both of these episodes, they both aired on Valentine's Day, on February 14th. On oh. their, their original air date, both of them aired uh, together. Well, it would have been really funny if we recorded last week, which was Valentine's Day. Yep. We missed it. We missed it, guys. We fucked up. Bleach cast was we- cancelled. We fucked up. We missed it by a week. <laughs> we, I am, I am humiliated. I, I, I feel the need to cancel the show and just like go back in time and re-record it a week earlier so we can actually meet this deadline. I will atone with this quote. Alone. Yes. 
that's the key word. The most awful word in the English tongue. Murder doesn't hold a candle to it. And hell is only a poor synonym. That's what we get for loot for not doing the Valentine's episodes on Valentine's Day. I'm so sorry, everybody. Just to spare you, I, I'm, I'm gonna cut to a break with some sad violin music. <laughs> I'm, I'm setting myself up for failure here. Homestuck. <laughs> what? What about Homestuck? <laughs> what? Ready to get back into it? <laughs> you can't just say the word Homestuck and then, like, just go back into it. We're in it, but this is the show. We're Why are you handing me my fight stick? Why are you moving? What are you doing? I want to play No Man's Sky. Okay. I was... I... Okay... We're podcasting here. We're podcasting here. We're podcasting here. I don't know where the controller is. Why? Why am I supposed to know where the controller? It, it's over there. I see it from here. <laughs> well, now I I want to see how much. Alright, I just wanted to click my buttons a little bit. Are we good? We're good. We're good. Let's get back into it with episode, the one that comes after 68, Bount, the ones who hunt souls. Did you specifically do that so I couldn't say nice? The episode begins with everyone over at Urahara's place, sitting in a tense silence around the table. So am I! (laughs) Urahara says that in his past work at Soul Society, he'd found evidence of a similar spirit stuff to what Yoroichi and Soifan were investigating that reacted weirdly to normal human souls. Looking into it, he found the Bount, a group of humans with special powers who absorb humans to sustain themselves and can effectively live forever. So he's like, well, sometimes you get the Quincy and then sometimes you get the Bount. (laughs) I feel like at this point we should just have like Urahara like send something into Soul Society and be like, by the way, they're bounce. We figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he's never like managed to see one himself. He says they're like they're basically the origin of vampire stories because they're so long lived and their powers are like the way that they feed on humans is basically what ended up creating vampire stories in the Bleach universe. Um, 
Although usually they come in and steal the souls of someone who has already died and are being purified uh, by a soul reaper, which, like, wait, hold on. Does that mean they directly interfere with soul reapers? <laughs> like, like I, I don't know if they mean that, like, the soul reaper starts the, the, the konpaku? Or, like, the ceremony and starts purifying the soul and they, like, show up and they're like, no, this is mine. Or if it's, like, they send the souls to the soul to soul society and then the bounce, like, does a backflip above the soul reaper's head unnoticed and grabs the soul. I don't think, like, this statement doesn't feel, like, very well thought out, honestly. Like, just because they're... I feel like they were like, oh, Konso, that's a bleach thing. We, we Listen, we've been working on bleach for a while now. And Konso, that's a bleach thing. People will understand if we say that. <laughs> so we're just gonna t- say the bounce get them while, while they're performing Konso on them. And they, they don't expand on that. Yeah, so it's like... No one ever saw them. I never met a single one. They they don't show up in the databases at all. Also, they they usually only feed during the specific thing that involves the Soul Reaper. Yeah, it's it's very contradictory. Regardless, the bound they find was doing it to a live dude. Although they're not they're not entirely certain it was a bound. They're like, well, it's probably a bound, but we're not like you know a hundred percent certain. It could be something else. Uh, Yoroichi and Urahara are like, oh, maybe it's a subspecies, like, mm, how do we classify this? Uh, Ichigo is just like, who gives a shit? They're killing people. We have to stop them. Like, I don't care, you know, what they are. <laughs> Which, you know, on one hand, on, on one of his, on one hand, Ichigo is right. They should just be going after him. On the other, I also think they definitely should have more information before charging in, like, completely like unaware put a pin in that that might come up later <laughs> Urahara then inv- he just invites the three mod souls over to like the crew's homes because <laughs> it's like oh yeah so they I've installed spirit uh, reishi wave detectors in them and because the enemy targets humans you three that are like super strong high spirit pressures are gonna be bait uh, <laughs> she just like hey what about me but you know no power no bait Nope. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what do you want from us, uh, Ishida? Like, you don't have powers, too bad. You're smart, but you're not gonna, you're not, they're not gonna play chess against you. We don't got brain energies here. We don't, like, it's spirit energy, bud. Sorry. So Lilin goes to Ichigo, Nova goes to Chad, and Claude goes to Orihime. But all three are told, hey, don't forget, you have to get a stuffed animal body to be, like, less conspicuous. So the group leaves, and then Yoroichi's, um, Hey, um, it's kind of as if you knew the bount was gonna show up. But it's like, ah, you're thinking too hard about it. It's fine, it's fine. Like, don't, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I, I do like this constant that it feels like Urahara always knows more than he's letting on. Though, like... It's like, there comes a point where maybe he should just tell everybody if he does know. My theory is that he's using this, if he does know more, well, he he clearly knows more than he lets on. But if he knows, like, a dangerous amount of info more than he lets on, my theory is that he's using it. Like, it's it's going to be like a, I didn't tell you because I wanted Ichigo to gain Bad Kaigan properly. 
Yeah, that that's that's probably where this is going. And that's why I'm endangering the entire town. It's fine. Yeah, no worries. I'm the smart one. I get to make these calls regardless of... <laughs> especially because no one elected me. Especially because I was exiled. It's fine. Meanwhile, over at the Seirete library, Ukitake and Hitsugaya look for something in silence. Both noticing something before we just kind of like cut immediately to Shinsui. Uh, and then Nanao's like, oh, uh, they, those two guys were at the library and the materials related to the research that we're looking into, all of it's gone. It's just completely disappeared. And it's like, hmm. Home. A mystery, you say? Just a little bit. A little bit of a mystery. Down on Earth, we see a bustling marketplace while Chad uses a crane game to get a body for Nova. It's an adorable little turtle man, and it's the one that we've basically seen in the uh, ending for a couple of episodes now. Yeah. He goes back home, puts the soul in, and then they just kind of stare at each other in quiet contemplation for like a whole minute. Until Khan shows up and complains that if they don't talk, people will think there was a broadcasting problem. I actually loved this bit. I thought, like... I don't think we've really seen the show break the fourth wall, like, that much before. I, I thought this was very solid. Also, I really do like the detail that that Quincy cross is still on the back of Cone's head. It is the most important part of his design. It's incredible. But I, I like, I love that Nova, like, he wakes up in the body and then he just immediately kneels and just kind of sits in front of Chad. And Chad's already sitting and just, like, <laughs> they stare at each other and they're like... <laughs> yes. Silent, powerful men who we don't need to talk to each other. It's so good. It's very, very good. Uh, Chad asked him if, uh, you know, if there was something wrong. And he starts crying. Khan starts crying as he explains his tale of woe. We cut to Ichigo's house where he's pulled out all the old plush toys that Yuzu and Karin had in the past. And Lilin just absolutely refuses to enter any of these ugly things. He's like, okay, well, tell me what you want, and I'll look for one, but eventually settles on, fuck it, take this one, and he throws it at her. In her surprise, she steps on his substitute Soul Reaper badge, which makes her pill fall out and into this little bird with a blue hoodie. Again, we see it at the during the end credits. She complains that once she's entered the body, she can't change it, and Ichigo's like, really? Well, I guess that's that. Problem solved. <laughs> And then Khan enters the room and laughs at her now being the same status as he is, like, stuck in a in a small, plush body. She beats the shit out of him, and we cut back to the present where he's explaining to Chad that she got all bossy and annoying, and I want to take a moment to appreciate the animators. Like, they took the time to have Nova, in his doll body, like, walk out of the kitchen holding a coaster and a teacup that's about as big as he is for their guest. It <laughs> Precious is boy. He, Nova is probably my favorite of the three right now, just because of how he is in his stuffed animal form. It's so funny. He, he's just a little man. He's just a little man who's like, uh, I guess we have, we have a guest. I should go bring him tea. <laughs> like, he's a little gentleman. I love him. Like, take a second to picture him. Like, he had to go into the kitchen, jump up onto the counter and make tea. What a, what an agile and talented little man. I love him. Actually, he probably teleported. He he does have that power. Now that I think about it. That is true. That is true. Never mind. Less talented. I, well, I would have preferred he jump. 
Well, still talented. Uh, just a different talent. Uh, Khan continues complaining about like the seniority of the animal, of the, the plushed, the uh, stuffed animal uh, mod souls. And eventually he talks himself into going to Inoue's home to look into her situation with Claude. Chad's also there to stop him from getting into trouble. And I'm just going to like gloss over the whole... He may make some mo- uh, moaning noise that's heard across the street, and they picture her in a BDSM situation joke. Like, we're just gonna go, yeah. we're just gonna skip that and go directly to, oh, she was yelling about how adorable Claude's plush form is, although he doesn't seem to agree. Uh, he's been placed in the last of the three uh, plushes from the ending, which is like a weird, long legged, no arm, long eared pink thing. Uh, but before we can go too far with that whole thing, dated, like, Orihime doesn't even have time to wonder why Chad is in her house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, before, every, like, the mod souls detect a bounce. So we cut to the bustling street from earlier, and the same woman that we've seen previously is singing to another woman, enticing her towards her. Lilin eventually also gets the same feeling and alerts Ichigo, but she's like, don't worry, they're far away. It's they're Like, they're not after you, but, you know, Ichigo... Being Ichigo, it's gonna go help. So- it's like, oh, don't worry. The killer's not like here and after you. They're after someone else. It's like, well, I'm gonna fucking go. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. The killer's just killing somebody. It's not you, so don't it. Don't worry about it. Just God. It, back in the dark alley, the bo- the bount bites the woman's neck, interrupted by a Shinigami form Ichigo, who tells her, "I can't let you eat the souls of the living." She throws the unconscious body at him and runs away, and Ichigo and Lirin gives chase, while we see that Chad and Inoue and the rest of the mod souls are closing in as well. Ichigo corners the mysterious woman in the factory district, asking what her plans are, but she responds that he wouldn't understand. That's not enough to drive him away, so with a short mention that she doesn't, like, really want to fight, she says, Sieg dich, Goeth, uh, which is German for show yourself, Goeth and creates a ring of fire from which a sort of flame elemental comes forth. She calls it a doll and asks for its help when it asks her if she calls him, if she had called it. It also gives us her name, Yoshino. The being starts throwing explosive balls of fire at Ichigo and easily reconnects its arm once Ichigo chops it off. Uh, I like the design of Goeth, like, it looks fucking cool. It's just like this floating spirit thing. It's this big muscular thing of fire that, who, like, it cuts off at around, like, mid-thigh to just, like, peter out into floating flames. Just looks cool. I, like, completely forgot that the bounce, like, have these, like, basically stands. Like, I, I think they're they're very cool. I, I, I think Goeth is very cool. Um, I, I don't know how much, like, how much we're gonna get out of that in the next, like, 50 episodes. But, like, for now, I, I think Goeth looks cool. Yeah. Also, the uh, worth mentioning. So the call to summon Goeth is German. The bount are like German themed, like the Quitsy, and both of them are like enhanced humans. There's a thematic. Noted. Interesting. Interesting. Inoue and Chad uh, continue approaching until Nova jumps off of Chad's shoulders and leads them down to a victim, a man who turns to dust under their eyes. It's horrifying. Like. <laughs> It's absolutely horrifying. It it is actually pretty creepy. Uh I really liked this. Um I 
my only problem with this was that, like, when they do the cut, like, they they change camera angles, and then suddenly the dust is, like, not there. Like, the clothing's on top of the dust. And, like, that that bothered me a bit, but, like, other than that, I thought this shot was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's good shit. Uh, it's as good. They look As they look on, another man reveals himself in the moonlight, looking down on them with severe eyes as decidedly Dracula-esque music begins playing for the audience. (laughs) (laughs) If you you didn't get it, do you get it yet? They're vampires. (laughs) We're doing vampires this season. They ask him if he's done this, and he's like, oh, what? Sorry, I just finished a bit of a meal. Sorry for not introducing myself. And I really like the exchange where Claude says, meal stop joking around and he's just like oh i would never joke around with food i respect my meals far too much speaking of which god you lot are looking real tasty unfortunately i'm already filled chow by <laughs> this dude is the most fucking dracula ass motherfucker like he is so vampire yeah like he hasn't shown any supernatural abilities. He ha- we haven't seen anything of him except for this one conversation. And but even if we hadn't had the whole like, oh yeah, bound eat living souls, and they're where vampire legends had come from. If the episode had opened with this guy having this conversation, everyone would point to him and be like, "That's a Dracula." <laughs> <laughs> that right there, like- a Dracula. <laughs> Like, Yoshino kind of just looks like a normal woman. Like, maybe, like, a little bit vampire-ish, maybe? But, like, she kind of just looks like a normal lady. This guy? That's a Dracula. Back with Ichigo, he keeps cutting the fire doll up, but all it does is put itself back together and keep fighting. Lilin tells him to stay calm and observe the enemy to find a weakness. And Ichigo takes, like, he takes a moment to center himself, and he's like, There! And then he stabs the damn thing in the heart. He rejoices, but all it does is explode in his face before reforming, like, just completely without having been hurt, and charging up two balls of fire. Unfortunately, the last attack stuck, like, got Ichigo stuck into some debris, so he won't be able to dodge the next blow. As it looks like he's going to take it head on, lightning strikes down from the sky, just destroying the, the fire as a familiar figure lands and asks, What are you doing, fool? Rukia has arrived, and yes, she is wearing the Ishida dress that Urihime gave her. Thank you very much. I did not. I didn't actually notice that, but now that you pointed out, I'm very glad. I, I'm. I'm. I'm very happy that Rukia's back. Yeah, I'm glad that they like remembered that she got that she received the dress because this dress, the dress, as far as I'm aware, doesn't show up in the manga again. Like, uh, well, at least somebody remembered. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm I'm really happy that Rookie is here, and evidently, like she is, she is throwing lightning harder than she has thrown lightning in the series so far. <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll actually be useful this season. I really hope so. Like, I really hope they actually give her stuff to do. Um, I actually kind of really liked this episode for the most part. Yeah, overall it was pretty good. Uh, I like showing like. They do a good job of showing that, like, hey, um, Ichigo, like, has a hard time because he's not using his uh, giant beam blades because that's just going to destroy the city around him. And without them, doesn't seem to be doing much against the dolls. <laughs> so they're, he's, in the, he's in the trouble. 
I, I think it's, like, an interesting new threat, too. Like, I do think the Bount are interesting, and I would like to learn more about them. I I do think the Konso thing, like, I, I'm still kind of stuck on that, honestly. But, like, other than that, I think they are interesting, and I would like to learn more about them. Agreed. And then the post-credit uh, scene, where Ukitake just, like, apologized to Hitsugaya for wasting his time with like the library thing and then he's like here a giant stocking which is like half of your height <laughs> and it's full of toys and candy and shit and he's the guy's like why do you always dote on me like this and it's because ukitake's name is jiushiro and hitsugai's name is toshiro it's almost like they're brothers <laughs> i love it's this so man. cute it's so cute i, I loved it <laughs> God, because let's not forget, Ukitake is like the oldest of like eight siblings or something. Like, he's so he, sweet. He, he is a sweet man. Also, I realized while watching this episode that ever since he like has gotten back up into doing things, I don't think we've seen him be sick with anime disease like once. Yeah. Well, he only shows up for like two minute intervals. So yeah, he's he's dying of anime disease like off screen. It's it's fine. Well. We have made it through another two episodes of the Bount Arc. Um, we next week we are dealing with Rukia's return, revival of the substitute team, which I am very excited about. Uh, I really hope it's good. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Bleachcast. You can email us with any questions, comments, or whatever. If you want the chaos to continue, press 1. If you don't want the chaos to continue, press 2. You can email us at iwobleachcast at gmail.com. And you can find me at lavender underscore pause. And you can find me at ssbslj on Twitter. This has been It'll Wash Out. Stay cool, chads. None of us really change over time. We only become more fully what we are. And Rice, the Queen of the Damned. <laughs> No
失う僕らの自由臆病者と呼ばれても一歩譲れるそれが勇気オーフェス周りなど気にせず声を出していこうオーフェス肩の力を抜いて寒かおう空に描いた未来図には今は届かなくてもいつもを日にか両手を伸ばしつかみに行こう Keep my breath「マイペースで進めればいい」